Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Guys, are you trying to stay in 20-year-old shape into your 30s and 40s and finding it, well, impossible? Then you need to listen to this. Beachbody, the company that revolutionized getting ripped at home with P90X and Insanity, has a brand new program just for you called Lift 4. It's part lift. It's part hit. With total body shredding results in just 30 to 40 minutes a day, right at home on the Beachbody On Demand app. That's how you get killer results as an adult. Go to Beachbody.com to sign up now and you can try Live 4 for free. That's Beachbody.com. Hello everybody, it is another one of our previews here on the Blue Room. This one is for the Transfer Show, which me and Rob Beera recorded yesterday. Now I know what you're thinking, Everton aren't close to signing anyone. Why have you done a Transfer Show? But we looked back and looked at all the latest Everton rumours going on at the moment. We asked questions about why business has not been done and what still might be done. And we also did this little hypothetical in regards to just saying if Everton didn't sign anyone between now and the end of the window, which we don't think is going to happen, how would this squad of players get on over the course of a campaign? And we spoke a lot about the defence and how that might be impacted by the one signer we have made in the form of James Tarkovsky. So the full show, believe it or not, is around 75 minutes. If you want a lot of Everton chat, it's over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. If you want to join us over there, uh, lots more shows coming a little bit later in the week. Mailbag coming tonight with me, Dave, and Les Roberts. Uh, the link to join is in the description. If you want to just click on that, you can get straight to the page and get straight involved. As we build up to that new season, which is clattering forward, isn't it? On the horizon, three weeks to go this weekend, if you can believe it, before ever to kick off against Chelsea. We'll be taking you all the way there and through any signings that the football club makes between now and then. So it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Click the link in the description to get involved. And in the meantime, here's that segment of me and Rob chatting about the current squad and how they might fare in the Premier League this season. Just to finish off then, Rob, let's do the hypothetical. I don't need the little jingle there. If anyone wants to, anyone <laughs> listen, anyone wants to listen wants to do as a jingle for the, the hypothetical section on the transfer show. So I asked people on Twitter... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to do one yourself, that is fine. But I said, if Everton were going to go into the first half of the season with the current squad, how are they getting on? I mean, as we've sort of discussed there, and as I think I said to you before, we start recording today. I sort of don't expect us to sign anyone now before that first Chelsea game. So I expect it to be an 11 from the, the current group. And even if we do sign someone, say, in the next week, you've got to get them integrated into the squad. You've got to get them used to, to the way they play and et cetera, et cetera. So I'd be surprised now if anyone who's not in the United States started that first game against Chelsea. But of, of, of course, going forward, we'll probably bring some players in. But this squad, Rob, right now, 
Sans Richarlison, with Tarkovsky. What what would what would you expect from this group of players if everything were to go into the season? And we I put it I put it to a lot of people. I'll rattle through some of them in a bit after you've made your point here, but it would be fair to say we've had quite a, a range of answers. <laughs> I'm sure we did. <laughs> but what what, what do you, where do you think this group is at now, I mean, in regards to and, and certainly when you look at other teams in the Premier League as well, and it certainly feels like a lot of sides out there have have been early and have been quite ruthless, really, in strengthening the squads this summer. And the Premier League does look a whole lot stronger, I'd say, with some of the signs that have been made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean, like we're we're we kind of now live permanently in that uh, you know finishing seventh to uh, the very last spot before relegation right like i i yeah i mean no i i think to answer your question yeah no some teams have got have strengthened for sure i I just want to give you an example in particular so okay arsenal have signed obviously gabriel jesus and they're going to sign zinchenko yeah it feels like they've signed them and are probably going to get stronger by getting both those players in so i mean they finished fifth last season but it's not as if City have really got weaker by selling either of those plays, if you get what I mean. So it's sort well, of like, and look who they've signed. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean it's sort of, it's just the like, best young striker in the world, you know? I mean, yeah, but you do know. you get what I mean? It's sort of like yeah. the, 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 those plays have dropped down a little bit to mm. a different side. And it looks like it's going oh, yeah. so, so to happen similar with Chelsea, isn't it? With um, Obviously, they've signed Sterling now, but Nathan Ake looks like he's going to end up there as well. But those, yeah. Yeah. those sides are going to lose players to teams below them who are going to get better but the sides who are selling them because they are so good and they've got so much strength in depth it doesn't really feel like it's going to change them that much so it's just making the rest of the league even stronger which is not theoretically ideal. yeah well yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know what ideal an ideal league even looks like for everton anymore but let's just say to, to your point let's just go with the hypothetical like if uh, because it's hypothetical, let's assume reasonable fitness, which God, reasonable fitness feels like its own minor miracle, but let's assume reasonable fitness for Everton. Um, I, I would think that this this current group, if you made no additions, which I'm a little more optimistic that we'll make at least one addition before the start of the season uh, than you are. Uh, but it, let's say we don't. Um, I think this group uh, finishes probably in that like 13 to 15 range um, is what I would say right now, just because there would be a real concern about where the goals are coming from. Uh, Cal- like just for us to stay afloat, Calvert-Lewin has to have a really good season because there's just not a lot of goal scoring in this group now i do think that gordon's improvement i think with what you have with gray townsend comes back at some point the progression of michelinko this deli alley but like if all these things sort of hit then i do think we're going to have more playmaking in the squad maybe than we've had but we don't necessarily have more goal like we're we need some mystery guest whether it's you know a gibbs white or someone who comes in or someone in this hypothetical like a, a deli alley to start hitting goals and you know for for that problem to not be addressed but having said that because of the lack of goals i still think that on the other flip side of things the tarkovsky signing addresses to me the biggest gaping hole in the ship uh, that we had last season, which was just having to constantly chop and change. And and by the way, uh, you know, 
everyone's like, you know, it's the, the Yerry Mina side of his whole, but it, it was Yerry Mina. Ben Godfrey missed a huge chunk of last season. Um, you know, having to play long stretch, like I can believe it or not, I can argue the merits of, of Michael Keane being a valuable squad player who you need, he's going to start some games here and there, but going, but having Michael Keane, frankly, uh, and, and Mason Holgate start the majority of your games in center half is a recipe for defensive disaster. So you, to me, um, if Tarkovsky comes in and just has a normal Tarkovsky season, uh, I just don't think we're going to between them and, and obviously having the best uh, goalkeeper in in uh, England now. I, I'm fully well, on the Jordan. Say that, yeah. No, uh, you <laughs> know, England's new number contract one. essentially as well. Hey, if I can't believe we're talking about him signing a new deal, but he, that that's such a great news across the board because you know when and when the time comes that he will eventually move on, it's we should get a. a ridiculous fee for Pickford but I, I I'm Pickford is was an absolute hero for me I, I've totally turned around on him because he's totally turned around as a player but you give me Pickford and a healthy James Tarkovsky and just average bounce back season from Ben Godfrey and my god if you Yerry Mina if uh, again <laughs> health is something that is such a crapshoot with him but he's on the final year of his deal. Certainly he's motivated to play his way into a new deal elsewhere. Like, so to me, uh, just with the group right now, even if I count, don't count any of the, like all the optimistic scenarios, just having James Tarkovsky be and have an average season to me keeps us from bleeding too many goals. I really believe that. Um, and I also believe quite a bit in the improvement of Mikolenko as well. I think he's going to be, I think he started to show at the end of the season, what a stout defender he could be as well. So I, I, I think that uh, I think about, I'd say probably optimistically 12th, uh, but I probably think more along like the lines of 14th or 15th is what I would say without any improvements right now. And you know, that may, that may still sound really negative, but I, I just don't, you got to have some more goals in the squad, which I think we will address uh, in yeah. some form or fashion. I think I'm probably around about the same brackets. And I think that the, you know, I was listening to the kickabout last week and I think Moe was just saying about how all dependable Premier League sides are sort of based on a consistent centre-back partnership or a consistent centre-back set up be it playing a back three. I mean, I, I do sort of feel like now it's almost like the, the best sides have just one, I think. You know, if you look at um you know Manchester City, they have they have Diaz and then they'll rotate won't they between Laporte, yeah. Stones and Ake every now and then. You look at Liverpool, it's Van Dyke and then one of three, be it Gomez, Canate, Matip. You know, and obviously we're, we're nowhere near that level in, in that sense. You know, even sure. Chelsea, even Chelsea, it was rude to go, wasn't it? Before he went, and then they'd rotate around there. But if you've got that one player who you know is going to play thirty-five games a season in Tarkovsky, which he might not, obviously, he might get suspended, he might get injured, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you've got him, then you can sort of say to Yerry Mina, "We don't have to play every single game now. We don't no, have to push, no, we don't push you through every huge every luxury." Game. Yeah, it, it you know it's you bring him in when he's ready, and if if you're playing three games in a week, you say, oh well, actually, on the the Wednesday you're not going to play, and we'll bring you back in for the weekend, and and you don't lose that same sense of stability. You don't lose that stability as much because you've got a player there who's, who's just going to play all the mm-hmm. time in Tarkovsky, and I know he's new, and I know he's got to learn, he's got to adapt to a completely different style, 
and it's going to be a, a challenge for him. But if he can just be, like you said, James Tarkovsky for 35 games a season, then all yeah. of a sudden it means there's real competition for places to get in the team next to him. And you can just have him as that sort of core piece in the defence that we didn't have last season. I mean, yeah. I, I remember last year, Rob going to that Brentford game, and our back three was Bramthwaite, Holgate, and Coleman. Oh, that, was our, that, was our, that was our centre-back trio. And then when... Bramford- Coleman did pretty good as a centre-half, by the way, all things considered. But you don't, but you don't want that situation, situation to have to deal with. Yeah. And then when Bramthwaite went off because he got sent off. It was mm-hmm. Coleman and Holgate playing centre-back in, in centre back in a two with a Wobie as, a, as the normal right-back. What a calamity. And, and, and listen, it, it, it's easy to sit here and go, God, we've got a few too many centre-halves, haven't we? But then you think back to, to that situation last season in a mm-hmm. game where it felt like we were sinking towards the, the championship after we lost that day. Yeah. It was just, it was just yeah, it, it was a catastrophe. But I think, I think you're right. I think there is a, a lot to be said for sort of having that one pillar in the defence that you can rotate everybody else around because it means you can rotate and it means that if you've got a player who's a little bit susceptible to injuries like Mina or like Godfrey's been, there's not as much pressure on them and you can you can sort of still build cohesion in the team from the back whilst bringing in a different player here and there, be it for style of opposition or be it for fitness reasons and you, and you want to nurse them through spells of the season. Well, if Branthwaite go, So I think the whole conversation about the, quote, you know, acceptable number of center halves in the squad changes. If you, if, if Frank Lampard plants his flag on that back five and says, we're going to play three center halves every game. then to me, you have to have a five man center half, uh, whether you want to call it a rotation and squad of, of center halves, whatever you want to call it. Um, just like if you have, if you're regularly playing two, you want to have two backups. If you're playing three, you want to have at least two backups. The way I look at that. I mean, I think that um, having five suddenly doesn't seem to your point to be so crazy. Um, so You've let's say. Brand- as well, haven't we really? What do you think Coleman? Col- sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I bet you, uh, I bet you got a, a Mikalinko and an absolute pinch. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't. I don't know, but like if you, let's say Branthwaite, Branthwaite looks like he's going to go uh, on loan. So you're going to have, if you, if you're saying you've got uh, Tarkovsky, Mina, uh, Keen, Holgate and Godfrey, uh, you know, to me, that's five that I feel like you can go into the season with. And to your point, you may be underwhelmed by that group as, as a set of options, but to your point, Matt, we were not, it's not like we really had that as a, an available option, you know, group, group of, as an option last season, they Godfrey and Mina being gone for as long as they were really like kind of gutted that as an entire proposition. But to your point, you just have the one, you have the one guy you can say he's the ever present. Then the other guys you can take advantage of to your point and rotate them in and out. And, and, you know, you probably build some kind of some semi regular repeatable back threes, but I think as long as Tarkovsky's there, then, you know, you can move him. Like if Mina's out, you can move Tarkovsky into the center of that three and then play, you know, Godfrey and, and Holgate or, or Keen. And, you know, like I think that there's a role for every one of these guys in, in that kind of scenario. So we'll see. I think as much as last season, everyone would sort of say that our best centre-back partnership will be Mina and Godfrey. I'm still pretty sure that we've only ever played together in a centre-back partnership once. Like maybe maybe twice, yeah. No, but yeah. Genuinely, I think it's once. I think it was away at Leeds when we won 2-1. Yeah. 
They played together. I thought they played together away at Brighton uh, the season before for some reason. I'm pretty sure they played oh, together. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, we'll look, uh, I'll look this up. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is, is the fact yeah, that we're, we're trying to figure this out. Yeah, they didn't play much at all. No, no, no. And, and look, I, I think that um, that's the thing is we've always been very nervous about a back five uh, as, as Evertonians because it's just always been this sort of like, uh, random curveball that the manager would throw, and we always seemed really ill prepared for it. Um, if they have a whole summer uh, and you know preseason and, and what have you to to play and in, in, to get ready in this kind of system, uh, then then maybe it's something that could work. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. Um, you know, I have questions about. You know, I wouldn't want a situation where you were playing Tarkovsky, Keen, and Mina because I think that group would be way too slow. Um, I, I, you know, you can argue that that Mina and Tarkovsky may actually be a little too similar in some ways, but I, I think you can absolutely play those two together in a three. You can play those two together in a two, and I think it'd be fine. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network.